1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the lead investigator for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, the blonde bombshell herself, Wrongway Way Ann Carrigan.
2: Good evening. How are you?
1: You know, I've been using that opening for, like, I don't know, 10 years, 8, 10 years now. Wow. That's a long time.
2: That's pretty good. The blonde bombshell is new, though.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that whole second half is new, but the yadi yadi yadi. Wow.
2: Well, you must have it down by now, right?
1: No, it's just like, it's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're in for more snow, and oh. that's, that, that's all paranormal, you know that, right?
2: Oh, how is it paranormal?
1: Huh? How is it Because it paranormal? ain't normal, so it must be paranormal. Uh huh.
2: Right. I don't know. It. It's. Yeah. I don't think it's normal. <laughs> I know we live in New England, but it's getting old. It's really getting old. This.
1: Yeah. You know what? I. I don't even like worry about it anymore.
2: Weekly foot of snow. I'm just going to close the blinds and pretend it's not there.
1: Well, you know, you know, it's gone in a couple months anyway. So.
2: This is a, true. This is know. true.
1: It's the yeah. way it changes.
2: Counting the days till camping season, so that's fine, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, then <laughs> you know my days are a long, gone of like sleeping on cots and whatever's, and you know, oh,
2: I don't sleep on cots. No, I sleep in ultimate comfort and air conditioning and heat and all that stuff. Are you stuff. serious? I am. We have a travel trailer. We have all we have all the comforts of home.
1: Uh, is like, this a trailer or an RV?
2: It's a trailer. It's a trailer.
1: And it has, like, air conditioning and all that other crap?
2: Yeah. And heat for
1: the fall. Huh.
2: And a bathroom and refrigerator and blender that be, for that drinks. That would be great for, like, investigations, you know that. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> just pull up. <laughs> Doesn't somebody have one of those... One of the, what's the, who are the, who no, the guys? They
1: have the, ghost, like, the Ghost Lab has a like a trailer thingy.
2: Yeah, the Ghost it, Lab has that. And it's uh, like a semi, Cap, though.
1: And Cap's got their little trucky thingy and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Know. I mean, I'd love to Patrick pull up. Patrick and... Burns has an RV, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, it's the ultimate, right? I don't you know? know. I don't know. I think so. I think that's the way to go.
1: I, I want to a jet one. It just takes me there in a second. <laughs> But anyways, uh, for those who did not listen to yesterday's show, you could actually see yesterday's show, which was kind of cool. Oh, you can see it? Well, you could have seen it if you were watching it at that time. <laughs> oh. it, it, it was kind of a cool thing. We did this experiment. We uh, Richard Felix is my co-host with Ghost Chronicles International, of course. And uh, we were, uh, you know, it was not 3 o'clock. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, I, I told you, not in Goes right. Ghost Jail. So anyways, he was in Dobby Jail, or as we like to say, Derby, since we don't speak English and they don't. <laughs> and, and, and he was in the condemned cell, and he was doing his thing via Skype, because he had a ghost tour. He owns Dobby Jail, and they actually do ghost tours. there. Yeah. So I, we were talking. I said, you know, Richard, we ought to do this. Uh, you know, we ought to do because I... You know, because he was talking about you get you have cameras and stuff. I said, you know, we had to get a camera and and do this live. And so he says, wait a minute, and he went and talked to someone. They came back, and and you, you could log in and mm-hmm. you could actually see the whole thing. Oh, it's kind of neat. Neat.
2: And it, was it through Skype?
1: Yeah. No, this was through his uh, website. You could go through a website and. Uh, Uh, Just log in, just like you get into the Tojinet chat room. By the way, if anybody wants to join us in the Tojinet chat room, they certainly can. Uh, It's on the Tojinet website, which is tojinet.com, and just go live chat, log in, and uh, there you go. Get party. Talk to the blonde bombshell. She's in there. I'm in. I'm in there. We got. It's starting to build up quite a bit uh, right (laughs) now. But uh, like snow, it's starting to pile up. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) One by one, inch by inch. but anyways, uh, yeah, so you can log in, and, and uh, you can see Richard and, and everything. It was kind of cool. Because it was funny. One of the uh, workers came in the room and scared the crap out of him because he said sitting their dark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's cool.
1: And, and next week, we are going to do the show. Once again, you'll be able to do this. Uh, he will be broadcasting there. And you can log in, and uh, he's going to reproduce the experiment. They did, they did it, in, I think, Episode 2 or 3 or whatever it was from uh, the, the TV series, Most Haunted, because they, they did it there at Dobby Jail. And it's something about, like, a cross they were putting down on a piece of paper, and it, it moved and stuff. And they're also going to be doing a seance on this table that, that like, hates Richard. is going to chase him around and stuff. The table hates Richard? I guess so. <laughs> really? Uh, that's what I, that's what I heard. I'll find out.
2: <laughs> oh so tune then.
1: in, tune in next week and you can see for yourself. You
2: know? <laughs> see the table, Chase. Richard, around the room. Okay.
1: Well, I, I know, I know that certainly that, that you like the table. Mm-hmm. Because I know you like the Chippendales.
2: Ah, ba dum bum Love the Chippendales, sure.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So anyways, uh, we have a guest on the line and I don't want to hold on much longer, but, uh, this special episode of Ghost Chronicles, and it is a special edition called, what's it called? Ghost <laughs> Spotlight. Ghost Hunter Spotlight. Actually, I, I, I kind of played with the new name. We, we always call it Ghost Hunter Spotlight. Yes. How about Ghost Hunter's Highlight? Do you like that one better? Hmm. No. Eh? No. Spotlight, Spotlight Meh. better? Meh. <laughs> Spotlight better? I like Spotlight. All right, hi. ghost on the spotlight. So, without further ado, why don't we bring on our guest? And he is a member of Ghosts, and he is Mike. Mike, you there?
3: Yes, I am, Ron. How you doing? Good. And uh, hi, Mike. Is, what's How's is, it going? <laughs> Great.
1: What does Ghost stand for?
3: Ghost stands for Ghost Hunters of Southern Tri-State. Very creative. Uh,
1: yes, uh, that'd
3: be Ray, our founder. He came up with that one. <laughs>
1: And the, the first time I heard of you guys I thought you were like a sub group or something then I realized it was Southern New Hampshire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not yes. Southern New Hampshire. We um
3: we um the tri-state is because we basically um focus our attention on uh on uh three of the states. Um it it was mainly three states in the beginning and that was uh um Maine, New Hampshire and um most of northern Massachusetts.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: uh we've expanded <laughs> quite far um over the years. Well, you gotta you
2: gotta go wherever that you can you can find it, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. When people call and they need help, you you, you go. You know, that's
1: right. So, exactly. why don't you tell us a little bit about your group, how it was founded, and, and how did you get involved and, and so forth? Well, um,
3: Ray Beale, the founder of Ghosts, uh, had uh, had an interest in the paranormal and um, started getting contact with a few local local groups um, in the area. And um, started talking with them and just didn't really meet the niche that he wanted. So he decided that he was going to go ahead and, and start his own group and surround himself with like-minded people and, and see where it would go. And uh, You know, I tried to do that, but I couldn't find any like-minded people. <laughs> yeah, that's the most difficult part is to find like-minded people. Usually if you do, then, you know, they're either locked up in a hospital somewhere or, you know, living on the streets, right? <laughs> But
2: um yeah. well in Ron's case they just had to be grumpy.
3: Grumpy, yes. Grumpy Grumpy. grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I get that one all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um basically um so I I was introduced to Ray through through a friend and I had just um, left a group um that was in the mm-hmm. area that uh pretty much just despotted at the time. Mm-hmm. And we got together and um we hit it right off right off the beginning, and, uh, he was very like-minded, wanted to go into the same aspect of, uh, research that I wanted to, and, uh, it, it just grew from there, you know, um, two more people that he had, um, known from another group that were, um, on pretty much on the same page, uh, jumped on board, and, uh, we just grew the group from there to where we're, you know, 15 members plus right now. Wow, that's a huge group. It is, it is, and, um, you know, most people are like oh well it must be really really hard to you know organize a group that that large you know for an investigation and by far we do not take 15 people on an investigation mm-hmm. you know unless it's unless it's more of a you know a mill building or something like that in which case you know you can divide the uh, investigation up over you know the long period of time right. and uh give more members an opportunity to investigate mm-hmm. and still be able to control the the surrounding area of the investigation,
2: right? And I mean, nine times out of ten, n- there's, there's never a time you know that anybody can make every investigation. Oh, by no, by by no far. I mean, um,
4: so you, you know, got to figure
2: I've never fist one.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. That it, it is really hard. And I mean, I haven't been to every investigation that Ghost has been on, and um, you know, n- neither has Ray or you know any of the other founders, Alan and. And in um, Lisa as well. Um, but, um, you know, we've picked up people and worked with them for a long enough time that, you know, everybody works together. So, um, you know, a case does come up, even if it comes up immediately where they need us there next day, um, we're able to put a team together to uh, accommodate the people uh, quite quickly.
2: That's great. Yeah, very good. So we're. Um... Where do you predominantly do investigations? do you have like a um I know you go all over, but do you find that your investigations fall into a certain area
3: frequently um I wouldn't say you mean like a, a certain area of um the paranormal like um say um mainly for us that we've we investigate you know um ghosts or alleged spirits and stuff like that um we have dabbled in um in uh Cryptozoology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've done a few investigations out in the woods and stuff like that. It's not our strong point, by no means.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> but I it was, actually it was
2: definitely oh, fun. Go ahead. I actually meant like a geographical area. Uh, like, you ge- know. Oh,
3: geographically, um yeah.
2: it's it definitely um, pretty
3: much as of right now. We're we're from southern Massachusetts all the way up to as north in New Hampshire as you can get. Oh okay, so but they're not centered like I'm just' no, wondering no, not if centered seeing... we have not had um a prominent location mm-hmm, of an mm-hmm. area that we've um investigated It's pretty well spread right out right oh, okay out. Right. Right.
1: right you know that's that's one of the huge problems that that we have not not so much the traveling, but uh because we're doing so many things that we have really. Holly, any time to answer, you know, get some of these investigations we have, I have a huge list that we, we just haven't been able to do. So I, I really don't really know how to address that. That's that's really a problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, we've, you know, taken on, um, you know, more members, and we really, we strangely go through our members to make sure that they, you know, are compatible with the group and will work with us and, uh and, you know, build basically the teams up in that way, where each investigation has an original founder. Um, you know, on the investigation. Um, so with the large number that we have, you, we could be doing two investigations a night in separate locations, or we could have members that are at a um, a fundraiser or a benefit at a location. That that happens quite often, where we'll have a. Uh, you know, two or three members that are speaking at a at a um, fundraiser or a benefit. And uh, we'll be doing an investigation with uh, four to five members elsewhere in New England. That's great that you can branch out like that. Yeah, I, I wonder if I could hire you guys. There you go. <laughs> you know, we're always open, and uh, we do work with a lot of, um, you know, other teams locally in the area. And, um, you know, in... It, 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 the, the paranormal community really does come together a lot, and um, well, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, we, we try to steer as clear from uh, you know the paranormal drama <laughs> ah. say, as uh, much There's as possible. Drama. There's you know, always drama. always <laughs> drama. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't care about you know, this, you know this person per se and what whatever they have done or whatever and where they're gonna be. Mm. You know, if um, if we're asked to show up someplace to help out and it's something that we believe in, we'll be there.
2: That's great. And uh, that's the way
1: we, we work.
2: Right. Ron, you can do some paranormal subcontracting.
1: Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you there go. You, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. but y- you know what's funny, though, is usually if it's, uh, you know, just stuff that, uh, you know, they want verification or something, I, I mean, whatever it, it's hard because i you know i'm such a hands-on person and i really yep. have to build a trust for people that's why I we only have a you know a small core group is because I yep. really trust these people that that i deal with and right you know, sometimes we, we get requests for people that are really having problems and I, you know I, I just don't you know want to make a bad situation worse so i mean i'm not saying you guys mike i'm just saying in general that's why I've always been a little bit reluctant yeah
3: that's why I said like uh, every time we do have an investigation a founder is you know present for the investigation and we don't bring a um a new um perspective or even a, a newer uh, member into say like a private home investigation or anything like that. Um, mainly, um, we'll we'll train them into certain locations that we have that we'll continue to go back to uh, to build uh, training and and, um, and and help guide them in, in, into the different techniques and stuff with the equipment that we use. Um, that's one thing that I I did forget uh, to mention is that we are a very scientific group. We don't use. Um, Psychic mediums or anything like that uh, for our investigations. Not that we don't believe in them or, or anything like that, it's just that what we present to a client has to be hard evidence that is backed up. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yes. Yeah. So when well, our, group, our group goes in, um, you know, we're primarily there to um, record and condition the area digitally with video. Of all sorts, and audio of all sorts, and not to mention the large array of um, you know other devices that we use for for reading the area and uh, taking measurements and, and, and such forth. Oh, so
2: what what other kind of um, what kind of other equipment do you have? I'm always interested to hear what other groups use. Um, we we get into full um, full.
3: Spectrum analyzers,
1: mm-hmm. which
3: um, um, read a broad band of um, of uh, frequency ranges that from zero all the way up to 100 gig,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, which is a very very broad band, and um, that's one thing that we do. Uh, we read radon levels and carbon monoxide levels. Uh-huh and um, such as that. We really go throughout the entire environment of the location that we're working on and basically take a complete baseline reading during different times of the investigation so that we have that to go back on for any plausible reason of why a piece
2: of evidence might have came up. Cool. That's different. Very cool. I never would have thought to use something like that, like a radon or a... Uh, you know a CO two. Well, we've actually we've had um, cases where uh, that came in very
3: handy, and we've actually you know possibly saved the um, you know potential harm to um, families and clients mm. by detecting you know early stages of um, carbon monoxide and even radon. Oh. Wow. So
2: very interesting.
1: Yeah, you know radon's quite overrated. It,
3: it, it is, but it, I mean it's it's still there. And, it, and especially in New England where we have, you know, large granite deposits and stuff like that, right. yeah. it, it is still there. And, there's a, and the, what, basically we're not saying, you know, that this is going to kill you or anything like that or this right. is whatever. We, we, you know, we tell the clients the different studies that we've read up on and researched on our, on our own to what these gases do and right. the effects that they have on the human body. And then we say, well, the federal level for the United States states that, it, you know, your home is supposed to be in these levels, mm-hmm. and then these are the levels that we got in your home. Mm-hmm. In one case that we had, a person was like, oh, well, I had, when I bought the house, you know, or had the house built, we had a full radon evac- evacuation system installed. Wow. And we were like, yes, we realized that we started in the basement, but the thing is that you added an enclosed porch and closed off, so you you closed off your clean air intake, and the hose reel that you installed at some point was blocking your exhaust port. <laughs> oh, so
2: the basement,
3: basement was, you know, was over um, 50 parts per, per million over the federal level. <laughs> mm. So, you know, the, just a situation where, you know, you know, things were going on in the home, and it was an alternative explanation to that. That might make you see a few things, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they say it. They say that it does. But it, it's, like, it's like anything else that's out there, you know, like EMFs and stuff like that. Right. The person has to be more sensitive to it in order to have those certain allergic reactions to it.
1: Right. I mean, just when you think about think of uh, lead poisoning, for instance.
3: Exactly.
1: Uh, adults can take far more lead into their body than a, uh, a child can.
3: Yeah. Right. And actually, if you get into that study a lot more, you know, they look at, at children that had, um, you know, anemic problems and stuff like that that were a lo- or, or low iron levels that, um, you know, were more prone to lead poisoning than, you know, children that didn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So... I mean, everything you have, you know, if there's anything out there, you really, really have to look into it, research it, and, you know, build your own perspective on what is the truth about it and how does this affect you and what your beliefs should be about it. Like, um, I don't know if you guys are very um, into what's going on with the Wi-Fi signals right now. Where they're trying to get people to, they're trying to get pulled the Wi Fi's out of the schools and uh, public places and stuff like that because, you know, the, the possibility of, you know, long term, you know, damages by these low, 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 low um you know signals of radiation or yeah. uh, Michael,
1: radio you and radio frequencies we have that, like from that cell phone towers we have that from cell, cell phones, brain cancer I mean there's so many things that someone will publish a study but you got to realize uh, for instance that a lot of this technology is so new that you really can't do a long term comprehensive study on the effects of it. Oh, by uh, far, by far. That, that's the problem with it. It seems to be like a lot of people that are just like uh, doomsayers, and they, they just jump on this stuff. And, I, and I'm not saying uh, that there's no validity to any of this. I'm just saying that, you know, in science you really have to do a long-term study, and actually it's supposed to be generational. Yeah, so, I, mean,
3: that is, that is, I absolutely believe in that. And, you know, a lot of the things that I've been, I've been reading on it, um, you know, the, the levels in which, you know, a home, uh, you know, the average home Wi-Fi um, modem is giving off is so low that, you know, the, the the power lines that run through your town that you live within a mile of is giving off the same. Right. right. At different, you know, different times of the day and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you uh, know,
1: let's, let's, let, let me let just... just uh, one thing on this, uh, anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with uh, Ann and Ron, and our special special guest is Mike from Ghost. But um, one of the, the things that, 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 going back to the Ghost side of this, is that uh, high-tension wires have always been thought to be a source of... Uh, uh, are directly related to uh, high an increase of uh, paranormal activity, especially post-activity. Uh, have you found that in your studies, or, or what do you think about that?
3: Yes, we've been very open, um, open to um, both aspects of that—that that the high energy or high um, fields of um, coming off of the, of, of the high tension power lines um, is raising the level of paranormal activity or it's causing the people in the area of the electrical lines to be affected in a way that they believe that they're experiencing things that are on the same as um, paranormal activity. It, it really believes in which, you know, which way you go with your studies on um, on how you feel about that. And um, you know I'm open I'm very open-minded I mean I, I believe that I'm a you know a skeptic believer <laughs> to the fullest it, you know, it, it flip-flops for me you know every week <laughs> dramatically <laughs> and um, and has been for a really long time every time I think I have the ultimate piece of of um, evidence or you know oh yeah this is you know I've had a personal experience and this is this is this and then you sit up three nights in a row without any sleep thinking about it, and then you come up with, you know, alternative explanations or something like that. And no matter how far you dig into it, you're always going to come up with, or if you look at it the other way, you're always going to come up with an explanation for paranormal. Correct. So it it really, it's a two-way field, and it's it's hard, really, just how open-minded you are
2: Mm -hmm. to it. Right. And I think there comes a point in time where you just have to you have to decide. I mean yes. you you, <laughs> play, you could play tennis with each side, you know, all day long, but ultimately you just have to go with your gut, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when is that close or call? <laughs> you know I mean?
3: it, it it is hard.
1: It really is hard. <laughs> Anyways, we're coming up on the break right now, and uh, one thing you you did mention that you were skeptical at times, and uh, I want to leave with this thought, is that when you go to an investigation, you you should actually be skeptical all the time until uh, you're absolutely completed, and even then, uh, you know, you should still have that skeptibility. So, anyways, we're coming up in the break, and uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Cola. Our special guest is Mike from Ghost, and we'll be right back after the following messages on Toginet, RX Ghost Channel and Beyond. We'll be right
0: back. Welcome to Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports. You name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The
3: American Rock and Roll
4: Countdown
3: on Togenet.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt, and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website Craig D-U-S-W-A-L-T dot so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doswald, Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TuggingHat.com.
4: four-year-old.
2: Oh my goodness, we're back already. That was quick. Welcome back yeah. to Ghost Chronicles, next yeah, right. generation. What the, what the hell was
1: that, four-year-old stuff? <laughs> uh,
3: that, would, that would be, um, this is uh, Lisa, uh, one of the co-founders of Ghost as well. Uh, she'll she's four be years old? No, she she was just commenting on how she doesn't like hearing her own voice because she sounds like a four-year-old. Oh. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, She's okay. welcome to join us. Uh,
4: Hi. <laughs> Hi, Lisa.
1: Okay. How are, join, are you? <laughs> Joining <laughs> us, join us now on uh, Ghost Chronicles, uh, the next generation, is Lisa from Ghost. And, and we only have your guys' first names. I don't even know if you want to leave it that way or you want to give your that's, name.
3: Yeah, that's fine for now.
1: <laughs> Lisa, welcome aboard. And uh, you are one of the founders of Ghost? Yes. And uh, how did you get involved in uh, the finding? I know we're kind of switching topics here, but, uh, uh, you know, we have someone new on, so there you go. Um,
4: I got involved with it uh, probably about five years ago. Um, One of my children was experiencing some stuff, and that just sparked my interest from there. So Uh I've been with a couple different groups, and um, then we all kind of, I think all four of us kind of just clicked very well and fell
3: together. Yeah,
4: <laughs> so after some trial and error with a couple other groups, we just decided to uh, form our own.
2: Well, that's often the best alternative.
4: Yes, absolutely. You
2: just absolutely. can't be to work with everybody else.
1: So uh, our own thing. Be, before I want to forget, before I forget, and before I want to forget, I, I know, sometimes I do, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that I have specific uh, uh, instructions from Ray. Uh, is it Ray Beal or Beal Ray?
3: It's Ray Beal.
1: Okay. confuses me on Facebook. I, I don't know how to handle that. Uh, anyways, from Ray Beal, and that is to mention that you guys have some uh, classes and some events coming up, so why don't we give those out before I forget, like I said.
3: Oh, okay. Um, well, the first one coming up is will be at the Harley House in Lunenburg, We'll be there in support of uh, Jeff and and uh, uh, Sandra Sylvia, right? Whatever her name is.
4: Sylvia, yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah, um, That's actually a very good um, event that they're putting on in um, for the Bella Tucker. Organization. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah, are yeah, familiar yeah, with yeah. Bella Tucker.
1: Bella Tucker is that little girl who lost her uh, hands and legs to uh, like uh, uh, some kind of uh, bacteria in a hospital, right? Yes,
3: yeah, she lost ah. lost both arms and both legs. Oh. Yeah, she paranormal. just turned ten years old, and uh, she's doing very well. And um, her parents actually have had, had have had an interest in the paranormal for quite a while, and they're actually uh, friends with a with one of the members in our group. Um, so we've been helping out as much as we can, um, all along. And, um, we, we, um, jumped right on board when, um, when Sandra Sylvia asked us to come on down and, and help them out down there. So we were like, absolutely. And that's on February 5th, starting at 3 PM at the Harley house in Lunenburg, Mass. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be a large number of, of uh, named people in the paranormal that will be present.
1: Um, right, I believe the uh, the Johnsons are coming up from Rhode Island. I believe uh, Brian Hanois is going to be there from Ghost Hunters. Yes. Uh, I think a couple of other ones, too. I can't remember offhand.
3: Yes, uh, the Boyds will be there, um, as um, well as, um, I believe, the, the current Miss Massachusetts and the former Miss Massachusetts will be there as well. Oh, boy.
1: It, well, you know what? I hate. To, I would just want to interrupt for a second, but it's really funny when I first started New England Ghost Project, like a hundred years ago. Uh, the, the first person I dealt with was one of the, the Miss Massachusetts. Isn't that weird?
2: <laughs> really?
1: Funny. I, I can't even remember, remember her name. Oh uh, God. Uh, but it was so funny. Yeah, I have a photo of her somewhere with the three of us. But that was like a hundred years ago. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it just brought back memories. And When <laughs> no, you get to be no, <laughs> my <laughs> age, you know, you know, you want to get you keep your brain active and uh, whatever.
3: Yeah, that that that's
1: really good. So, what's the date on this again, and where can people get uh, tickets?
3: Um, they can get tickets um, right through the Bella um, Tucker dot org. Um, that's a a web page that's put together for the Bella Tucker Foundation, um, or they can contact um, Jeff or uh, Sanjia Silva
4: um,
3: through Facebook or
4: The MySpace,
3: the MySpace or um, all I know. Yeah, the Facebook and the in uh, the MySpace. Uh, also, they can show up at the day of of the of the actual event, and um, tickets will be sold at the door, and that begins at three p.m. And uh, we'll go straight through the evening. Um, a lot of the guests that will be there will be speaking, and then um, later in the evening, it will be, it'll be an open investigation with the, the speakers um, oh, cool. that evening as well. And that's fifteen. That's only $15 a person. $15? Oh,
1: that's that's, not, that's not a
3: bad price at all. No, no, they, they kept that one very, very reasonable. Yeah. And from what I understand, I've never been to the Harley House in Lunenburg, but from what I've read up on it and stuff, it definitely seems to be an interesting place.
2: That is awesome. That's that's a great price. I'm, yeah. I would think that you'd get a lot of uh, a lot of takers on that one.
3: Yeah, we hope so. We've been really hitting the uh, pavement on that one. You know, spreading the word throughout the social networks and as well as the uh, the, the para radial community. So
2: yeah, we should go there.
3: Yeah, it, it, it'd be great. It'd be great to have you down there. <laughs> To Lunenburg? is <laughs> not that far, believe it or not, because I, I what, believe...
1: Wait a minute. What day of the week is it, Mike?
3: I, um, let's see. The 5th. That is a Saturday.
1: So, what's your excuse? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I'd love to go, but I already have plans. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Okay. We'll see. That Whatever. would be cool. Whatever. Uh, we,
2: have, we have someone in the chat room that says you can also... Um, the Bella Tucker Fundraiser and slash or donations um, at www.pararockproductions.com. Right, that, is, that is Jeff and uh,
3: yeah, uh
1: yeah, production so. company. Yeah, oh, that's okay. the name of it. <laughs>
2: okay. I
3: have all that information in the other room, but, uh, unfortunately, I'm tethered to a wall right now. <laughs> so, um, so no, I big apologies. Up. You know, apologize, apologize, and recognize on that one. So, I, I'm completely sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right.
3: Like I said, they're going above and beyond with um, helping out with this, and uh, the Jeff and Sandra, they're doing they're, they're an unbelievable job with it. Excellent. So, lots of recognition there. <laughs> and then the second thing that we have coming up that is... Um, that's uh, also in February. is on the nineteenth. We will be at the Kenny Gatehouse in Methuen, Mass. And that's thirty seven. Um, uh, gee, I don't even know the name of the street offhand. <laughs> um, right, right
1: next to the town hall. It's, uh, right
3: next to the town hall or the Fields, um, the Fields Family Building, or yep. whatever you want to talk. You Google it, you'll find it. Um, again, we're we're uh, flooding the social networks with that one as well. Um, but. um, yeah, we'll be at the Tenney Gatehouse. We'll be doing a free-to-the-public paranormal basics class. So it will be a basics in the paranormal class where we'll be speaking about the equipment that we use and the scientific methods that we'll use, plus um, Essex County Ghost Projects will be on board for that, and they'll be talking about the uh, spiritual aspects that they, that they use in their groups. And as well, we'll have uh, Carl Johnson and Dina, uh, his girlfriend, will be up there from Beyond the Veil, and right. they'll be they'll be um, talking to you in the aspects of uh, the demonology aspect of it. So you have three different groups with three different um, specialties in the in the paranormal.
1: And, and, but those who don't know who Kyle Johnson was, Kyle Johnson was the uh, twin brother of of uh, Kyle and Keith. Uh, they were uh, in the, with the Ghost Hunters in the original series before they got booed, well, before they left. And, yeah, um, uh, yeah they're, they're a pair of twins, and uh, they were the demonologists. And, yeah, I like these guys. I've, I've talked to Kyle before. I've had him on the show. He's a, a decent guy. He also does uh, some work at the Slater Mill, I think it is, down in... Uh, Island or somewhere or whatever mm-hmm. down there yeah right. yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a good lineup and especially it's free I mean yeah and everyone, what's, the, what's the date on
3: that again that is uh, February 19th
1: mm-hmm.
3: and now the doors open at 7 p.m. And, and like we said that is absolutely free to the public um, so it's great to meet greet and have you know have as many of your questions answered as
1: possible
2: <laughs> mm. awesome Do a little networking
1: very good. I mean, that's something I should really definitely pop in on, because that's down the street from me. In fact, we were the yeah. first people who uh, investigated the Tenny Gatehouse uh, about 12 years ago. So that was, uh, yeah, that's been uh, a pet project of mine, let's put it that way.
3: Yeah, yeah, I believe actually, I believe you were probably one of the first people to actually go in there.
1: We were the first. Was yeah. the we were there before uh, Joe Bella was there, uh, and the funny part about that story is is that uh, I've always been big on preservation. I was a member of president of the Merrimack Valley Preservation Group at that time, and uh, they were uh, actually fixing that gatehouse up. And how it all started is is they were up in uh, uh, Maine or New Hampshire, I think it was New Hampshire, and they were in a cabin someplace. Some of the guys working on it, and they took out the Ouija board, and they one of the questions they they asked is uh, would we ever finish the gatehouse, and it answered and then actually made contact with one of the spirits that uh, haunts the gatehouse. So that's how the haunting or even the alleged haunting of it started was with the Ouija board up in New Hampshire someplace miles and miles away from the gatehouse itself. Wow, wow. Interesting thing. That is very interesting. So anyways, that that, that date is, uh, once again, because I...
3: That is the 19th of February.
1: And do they have to sign up in advance for
3: that? And where would they sign up in advance? We're not having any um, advanced sign up for that, or um, you can get the information through our, um, our Facebook at this time. Um, you can uh, put ghosts in on Facebook if uh, you're not already a friend, and it'll you know, come up on uh, Ghosts of uh, Tri State, and you'll find us. That way, and the information will be presented through there. Unfortunately, right now our, our web page is down. <laughs> uh, we're in the process of swapping servers and, and all that good stuff. So,
1: so a little bit uh, bad on our part, uh, Are you all set with your events, or do you have anything else you want to add?
3: That is pretty much um, that. That's pretty much it. We have a couple more things that are going on at the Tenney House that will be helping out um, um, Essex County Ghost Project. Um, as well uh, there, which all, all um, donations will be going directly to the Methuen um, Historical Society to help keep the Tenney Gate House open and
1: preserved. Right. Excellent. Uh, I, I, let's go a little bit back to your group, and, uh, you know, you've been investigating for quite a while. In fact, I, is Lisa still with us? Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, you know, you've been so quiet. And that's not, Unlike a woman, you know, a woman usually never... Oh, like, oh. Really? <laughs> No. Well, if you were to
4: ask my husband, I'm sure he'll <laughs> say differently. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no. in,
1: in, anyways, Lisa, let me start with you. I, I, you've been investigating for a while. First of all... How did you get turned on to the paranormal? And I think that's a good word because a lot of people really who are into it really get turned on. I mean, they're, they're uh, it, well, whatever. And um, <laughs> probably, what is your, what was your most interesting experience uh, in in dealing with the paranormal? So,
4: um, you know, uh, like I had said earlier, I had you know one of my uh, three children. And uh, my middle child just really shocked me with a few things. Um, That's what really got me into it. Um, And, you know, in my day, you know, growing up, whenever you talked about ghosts or spirits, you know, it was like a big voodoo. And actually, you know, what happened with him came out at a point where it was finally, you know, being accepted in society a little more. So. You know, I saw a bunch of these groups, you know, popping up everywhere, and, and um, you know, it, it just felt that, the, you know, the four of us just felt real comfortable together, and, you know, we do well together. And um so that's why we started a, the ghost group. Um, the most interesting thing that I've run into actually just recently happened and it was just kinda you know it it just shocked me is um we had a meter and we were at a place and, and um you know, there there was something that kept moving and I was talk you know, trying to get it to react or whatever and and um Mike was actually with me right there. And just asking questions, and then all of a sudden, you know, we see this, my meter starts going off right at a point where, we, you know, um, something was caught on camera that we just can't debunk. However, we haven't done the reveal yet, so we can't give out too too much information, but to be (laughs) that close, you know, to be that close to it and just, I mean, it, it was just, I was in awe of it. You know, it happened so fast, but it was actually rea- the meter was just actually reacting to it several different times. And as a matter of fact, Mike wasn't there when um, me and another investigator w- it was happening to us first. And then I said, "Okay, we got to get Mike, or we got to get someone else in here with a video camera." And Mike came in, and and it just started all it did it right on cue. That was pretty fascinating. That was that was pretty interesting to me.
1: And, and what about you, Mike?
3: Uh, well, from, well, to clarify a little bit about what uh, Lisa just said, there, we can't really talk about this investigation because it's still still open, but it is fresh in our minds. Okay. Um, the the experience was was that she was having communications um, with her with her meter, her EMF meter, and uh, they wanted to document it on video camera. So they called me in, and I was documenting what they were doing at the time. And the experience that we had or we caught is that we have an arm reach in front of the camera, and it's a shadow of an arm, reach reach to the meter, the meter goes off, and then it pulls away. (laughs) So so that's what she's talking about. That's a piece of evidence that we have right now that's just, uh, you know, that's blowing our mind. That's uh, very,
1: very cool yeah we, oh.
3: we spent you know hours trying to recreate it and everything. And the thing is is that the the shadow came from our my right hand side across the view of the lens directly to the meter which was in view of the camera, and then pulled away once the, the, the uh, meter went off.
4: Oh and God.
3: there was nobody in the room on my right hand side.
2: Oh my God, are you going to post that somewhere? Can we see that? I want to
3: it, see it. Once we release it, <laughs> you know, once we have the reveal with the client, it is a um, it is a public inn that's in that we investigated in southern New Hampshire. So once once um, we have the reveal with them and they give us the okay, it will be up.
4: Uh, oh, that's we, awesome. we actually, you know. We've been going back and forth, We, you know, that's, that's one thing, when people post their things up, you know, there, you get a lot of criticism and, and things like that, and oh, I just always. believe that if you put something up and say, hey, what do you guys think about this, or can you help us debunk it instead of criticizing it, mm-hmm. I think that it would help out this whole paranormal community so much better. You know, and um, we also have little other clips of videos of us trying to debunk it, and we just can't for the life of us figure it out. So we're pretty anxious to put that up and get feedback from everyone else also.
1: Right. So the,
4: the meter was on the floor in front of me. It was not in my hand or nothing. It was just sitting right in front of me.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody, so, somebody, um, asked, somebody from the chat room actually asked, uh, were your cell phones off? Cell
3: phones weren't even in the room at no. the time. Cell phones are off and, and uh, either kept out of the building or or um, left at Command Central.
2: Mm-hmm. Good idea. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: And like, also, like yeah, I said, we go totally. around the whole entire building to get baselines um, of the room and stuff like that um, at different times during the investigation. So it's not like it was an abnormality that was just naturally occurring. Um, The meter was reacting to questions and stuff like that, and there wasn't any explanation for it. And then, like I said, the shadow reaching for it, setting the meter off, and then pulling away like it was frightened um, is just unbelievable because it's just, I mean, to us, I mean, it's a a piece of video that you don't even have to explain. You see it, and you're like, oh, that's a hand, that's an arm. Look at it bend,
2: and then it pulls away. Right, 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 So. Absolutely. That's that's tremendous. That's really phenomenal, and I, 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 I would love to see it. Yeah. Now, do you guys um, – how much do you um, do with EVP work? Um, we, we do
3: um, do EVP work, and um, probably as far as uh, if we do get any evidence, um, the evidence probably is 85% of the time EVP. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, for us, it has to be an absolute Class A, clean, straight off the recorder. You know, we you, you have to be able to hear it. Everybody has to agree on what it says without the influence of the other investigator, you know, as well to the client. We play it to the client, you know, and if they can't hear it, they don't understand it, you know, we'll say, well, you know, we won't even use it as a piece of evidence.
1: Okay. Well. There you go.
4: Huh? We yeah. we let them decide on their own, you know, and if they can make it out, we we document where we were, who was there, the time, yeah, right? that kind of stuff, and and um, you know, all we can do is say this is what we think we hear, or we know that this, you know this voice wasn't there. Or, you know, um, another technique I don't know if Mike said earlier was that we're trying out now that seems to be working phenomenally is is. Um, having two girl investigators go out or or have all guys and then all girls so that when the girls go out and if there's a guy voice there, we just automatically know. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've tried, Yeah, we're gonna. We've been trying to do that um, approach, and I think it's been working quite well, right? Yeah, yeah. it
3: has been working very well. It it, it really helps with, um, you know, the cross contamination and, and uh, you know being able to, uh, you know, distinguish um, exactly what was going on in the situation. That that's really big with us is actually keeping a record of what was going on and where everybody was you know, at what time and during that time. And, uh, you know, we, we flood the place with um, standalone video with, through the, you know, the DVR recorders. And not to mention every time somebody goes out for an EVP session or anything like that, um, it's also being documented by somebody with a handheld camera at the same time. And, and everything that we use is IR or full spectrum and stuff like that. So we we really really you know flood um, the location of the investigation with as much um, eyes and ears as we can.
1: That's a great great idea. That yeah. is great.
3: But so oh, yeah? a lot of our EVPs, we you know we you know, a lot of people will be like, oh well you know that sounds like you know this or that was somebody else whispering in the room. Well you know not only do we have it backed up on another recorder, but it's also you know on video as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So. That's what we're trying to do right now is, you know, document the piece of evidence, you know, by three. Excellent. And have it as solid as possible.
1: Well, I hate to say this, guys, but we just about out of time with you guys. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's blue. Thanks,
1: that went blue real guys. quick. <laughs> yeah. It did. So, so, anyways, you've been talking with Mike and Lisa from uh, Ghosts, and uh, why don't you once again? Where can people contact you?
3: Um, the best place right now is uh you know get in contact with us through MySpace and in Facebook. Unfortunately our web page is down but when it's up that will be ghosts um, go uh, sorry ghost singular nh.com Thank okay.
1: okay. you well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with them. And uh, that fundraiser, I give you kudos for working on that. It's a great cause, and uh, that's the yeah. great thing. The one thing I do love about the paranormal is they're willing to help out. So that's really yeah. great.
3: And, uh, you know, we'd love to have the chance to uh, you know have you either come down or we are actually putting together. A fundraiser for Bella Tucker, which will be local in Derry or Londonderry which is she's from Derry, New Hampshire. Right. Um, so we we will be uh, having a fundraiser for her in a in a location in her hometown. Um, well, de-
1: and, definitely keep in touch and let us know what's happening. And, and anytime you guys want to uh, push a, as far as a fundraiser or anything, let me know and, and we'll absolutely easily, uh Put it on the radio. Absolutely,
3: yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much for. Uh, oh, thank you. It was great. And, yep.
3: Have a great day. Listen to uh, me babble. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was awesome.
1: It was awesome, yeah. guys.
2: Thank you. Take care. Yep,
1: good, bye-bye. Night. You take night.
2: You good night. Good night. Bye, bye.
1: Wow, that was good, huh?
2: Yes. Wow, they are very
1: busy. I always like to hear, uh, you know, what other people are doing. It's always interesting. And, uh, you know, it's really funny. I was talking to someone the other day, and they, they were saying, well, you know, when you were out there, Ron, you were the only groups in this whole area, but now there's like a million of them. Does it doesn't bother you. know, It really doesn't because, you know, all, through all the years and of uh, seminars and stuff, we've been educating people and, and helping people to, to deal with it. And as I mentioned before, my, my workload is, is unbelievable as, as far as uh, – number of cases and stuff that we do and everything, so it's it's tough to to handle everything. So with all these extra groups that are out there, it's it's a good thing. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah, you know. I think so.
1: Anyways, Absolutely. a couple of things I do want to mention before we go, and I know we're running out of time, is that we have some great news. Yes. What? Beyond Bazaar is coming back.
2: Woop woop whoop. Awesome. My,
1: my favorite girl, Vala, Vala. Has come out of obscurity to to do some more. So hopefully by next week we may have a new one so Ooh. that's that's the goal oh, also boy, you
2: can you can hear her lovely voice once again
1: oh bala oh, bala, bala. <laughs> and anyways i'm i'm also we're also looking for someone
2: yes who are you looking for uh
1: a young woman uh, no <laughs> we're looking for <laughs> we're looking for someone to do book reviews for us oh Okay. I want to add a new segment on, on uh, paranormal books and have somebody uh, who is interested in it to do um, book reviews. That would be awesome, I think. I think we all need to know what's good and what's crap. What's out there and, and what you <laughs> like. And, uh, and, and you know what? Maybe maybe it, it might be if you don't want to go on the air and, and be part of the, the show, uh, maybe you can just... Write a uh, a book review, and uh, we can read it, or have someone read it, or something. Maybe that way. But I definitely want to add a book review segment uh, to the show. It'll probably be once a month. So if anybody's out there that's interested, contact me at anyghostproject.com dot com. That's the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject dot com. Oh, wait a minute. Huh. Excuse me, Project at comcast dot net. Uh, and he goes for, it to get Comcast.net. I always do that. with put the website instead of my email address. I'm such a... Is it Comcast? Brain. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Not apparently paying attention.
1: <laughs> What's your problem?
2: I don't know. I didn't think it was Comcast.
1: Well, it is. Get over must, it. You must know. <laughs> yeah, I must know. So, anyways, and then uh, next month, of course, we'll have another episode of Cemetery Tripping. Won't we? Yes, Anne?
2: we will. Yes, we will. I'm on it. Absolutely, all over it. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> and remember, next Tuesday, on uh, a special edition of uh, Ghost Chronicles International, where Richard Felix and myself will be doing live, he will be doing a live broadcast from Derby Jail, or Derby Jail, as we say in the states. Cool. And we, he will be reproducing the cross experiment from the Most Haunted uh, TV show that was uh, filmed there. And also they'll be doing a live seance where the table that evidently hates Richard and chases him around or something, so I, I don't know, whatever.
2: Well, that should be really interesting. I'll have. Yeah, a and, that and,
1: but the cool thing about that is you'll actually be able to log into uh, the website, uh, and I'll have to post that up ahead of time, yes. but the Darby Jail website, and you can see it visually. Excellent. That sounds and, like fun. Yeah, it was so much fun that I'm actually looking at this. See if we can start broadcasting this video wise as well. So
2: that would be great. I'd love
1: yeah. that. Yeah, I'd have to put my pants on again, but whatever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to wrap it up and we want to thank everyone for listening and uh we'll see you guys next week. So Yes. Thank you and, so much. Good night oh, if, everybody. Do you want to add anything? Nope.
2: You you said it all, Ron.
1: I know I did. I usually
2: do. <laughs> so good night. God bless everyone.
0: Good night, everyone. Thank you. From ghoulies to ghosties, long legged beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.